Street Fighters, welcome to the show, Wednesday night, time for a street fight, hope you're all ready for that anarchy shit, that comedy, you can't get anywhere else, we do it every single Wednesday and Sunday night on the live stream, thanks for showing up on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter, jump in the chat, come hang with the gang, we appreciate it, and I love your comments and quick-witted responses to stuff that we're talking about. For those of you that just listen as a regular podcast, that's fine. We uh, certainly hope you enjoy it and hope you tell people that you know, spread the word, tell so we can spread this mess across the U.S. If you want more of what we do, head over to patreon.com slash streetfightradio. It's a website where you sign up to get bonus content from us, like shows, like digital zines with exclusive writing and art from street fighters in the community. We've also got our bonus show, Undercover Business Tyrants, where Brian and I watch terrible TV and talk over it. We just did Marriage Wars with John Taffer, or Marriage Rescue, <laughs> but they were all wars uh, with John Taffer, and that, that's coming soon. Uh, thank you for being here. For those of you that don't know who we are, my name is Brett Payne. My co-host is Brian Quinby. We're Street Fight Radio, the number one anarcho-comedy radio show on any station across the nation. We've been doing it for eight years now out of Columbus, Ohio. Cap City holds it down. 614 area code. You can find us on WCRS every single Sunday night at 10 p.m. Uh, let's get this shit started. What's up, Brett? How you feeling? Doing well. Well, uh, what? Why don't we do it this way? Uh, we want to talk about life first. I got some news stories, and we have a song to listen to. Thank you to the fine folks at Privateer Rum, some of the finest rum in the country. Thank you, thank you. That that's crucial. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like I was being an asshole. I'm really not. Uh, car problems, Brett. I'm on that car problem thing. You yeah, know? that's the worst. This is worse than worse. I haven't had in a while. I've done, you know, we've been doing well enough. Uh, we are kind of a car poor family in that uh, we spent most of our money on like trying to buy, you know, a car, used car. Reliability. But one that doesn't shit the bed because my wife and I have both lived through a lot of trauma of shitty cars not starting up. Well, that's what's interesting about this thing, right? Is that uh, I do have a newer car. I have a 2015. Oof. That's not, it's four years. Yeah, that's right? what I got too, man. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I have a 2015. It's scary. It <laughs> It's not that bad. I, I, you know, it's still relatively new. Uh, I'm driving this thing. It's never had a real problem. I've been, I've been changing oil and all that stuff. I've been doing all the stuff. You know, I've been a good boy. Uh, I get in the car to come over here to record on Sunday, and uh, I turn the key, and nothing happens. The lights come on. The though. lights come on. The lights come on inside the car. Everything's running except for it's just not even trying. It wasn't clicks, which is, I know, a starter. That's the starter. Lights don't come on. Alternator or battery. Right. One of the two. I I knew. I know these few little things about cars. Right. You know, now they got the new computer cars, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, but they still have those key parts. I know. If you're still driving a regular ass car, if you're driving a Tesla, fuck you, first no, of all. No, no. I'm, I'm talking about your car. I mean, I mean, it's not. My car is less computer than most. ECU it doesn't even it. have a fob, a key fob on it. I still have to stick a key in. Uh, turn. Okay. So, okay. you know. Um, so, what happens? I, I can't get it going. I can't get it going. It starts. 
I don't know why it fucking started, but it started. We drove over here. It started and she drove back home. And then the next night, it's like, let we got to run and get our groceries so we can eat dinner every day this week. And uh, nothing. Fucking nothing. I, so I go on YouTube and I search key 2015 Kia Soul won't start. But lights come on and no clicking, right? Or whatever I search. I don't fucking remember. And it's all these videos of these of these people sitting in their car and saying, first you gotta hit lock, unlock, lock, unlock, lock, unlock, lock. Computer unlock. shit. That's computer shit I'm talking about. Open the door, shut it, open the door, shut it, open the door, shut it, and then turn the key and it'll start. Yeah. That's the trick. Now, the sensor resets the, the sensor or something. I guess. I didn't believe in this <laughs> no, shit no, at no. all. And it didn't work. No. And I didn't believe it. I was just sitting in the car like, That's, this is, uh, my wife is telling me to do this stuff. And I'm like, this is all bullshit. Some crazy person that sat and did that in their car and it started on happenstance. Yeah. It's magic. Yes. It was lucky that it fucking started. So uh, we lay down at, we, we borrowed a car to get the groceries. We come home. We're laying in bed. I'm Googling. I'm like, well, you know, I, I can probably change the starter. I've looked at YouTube. YouTube says it's a five out of 10 difficulty. And I'm about a fucking seven out of 10 difficulty guy. Mm-hmm. I would consider myself. You don't own many tools. Right. <laughs> I own the tools that you use to work on a car, though. Right. A like it's just ratchets. Ratchets. Okay. okay. That's all you use on a car. Okay. I don't have a floor jack, which I plan to buy soon now. So anyway, uh, I believe I'm a seven out of ten. She's like, oh, what do you know? And I explained to her, well, I am mechanically inclined. This is this whole bullshit about me not being mechanically inclined. I don't know where this started. Like where this image of me started that I'm not like good at fixing things. Well, when I met you, you had a butter knife instead of a flathead screwdriver. Okay. Yes, that's true. But I knew at least to get the butter knife. You didn't know to have tools on hand. Right. Yes. I I'll agree with that. (laughs) I'll agree with that. But it's bullshit to say that I can't fix things. Because I fucking did it for a living for a number of years. I can fix shit. I know how things work. Yes. I have in my mind, I know how a car works. I do. Barely a little bit. But I know basically the parts that have to work for the car to work. You've mentioned Chilton to me before. Yeah, I know a Chilton. I know Chilton. I know where you buy a used car trading times. I know where I know about I know all about trading times. You know? I hung around with car dudes all my life. That doesn't mean anything necessarily, but at least I hung out with car dudes and I got stuff from osmosis, you know? Jason was kind of a car dude. He can fix a car. Oh, he is. My buddy Steve, he's a fucking car dude. He went to car college. And I had another buddy that went to car college. And we used to just sit around while these guys took their cars apart and fixed them and shit like that. So you learn. You sure. Know? You live I don't learn. like this idea that I'm not very intelligent when it comes to fixing things. I think I'm a 7 out of 10. <laughs> okay. No matter what. If it's a 6 difficulty... I can figure it out, you know? I'm not saying I'm a fucking mechanic. I'm not. A mechanic is a 10 out of 10. Every mechanic is a 10 out of 10. No, they're not. No, they're not. There's a lot of bad mechanics. (laughs) Most mechanics are bad. I'm going to say, just from my opinion, mechanics are 10s out of 10. And then when you get civilian level, you need to be honest and assess your, your strengths and stuff. Some of you listeners out here, probably a 3 out of 10. Well, I believe that. It takes you all know? types. Brett, I'm, 
he's probably a five, you know, a five out of 10. I'm a seven. I'm a macho dude that is mechanically inclined that can work on a car. I fixed a dryer once too. fixed a dryer once. I took a washer apart. And the only reason it didn't get fixed is because I couldn't figure out how to put it back together. <laughs> but I fixed all the parts. And that's a seven out of 10 job. That's a seven. That's a seven <laughs> well, out of 10. Well, it was like, I know how to take a thing apart, you know? Okay, that gets you all the credit? <laughs> I No, I'm that not giving myself a 10. You're saying 50% of the credit is taking it apart. Yes. The other half is completing the job. You do that 20%. You do that two out of five times. You <laughs> yes. complete the job. That's there how you're you getting a seven. There you go. That's a and seven. And I'm a five because I can just take things apart, but can't put them back together. Well, I just think you're a five. I'm just guessing you're a five. I would not, I've never seen you work on a car. You know? Mm -hmm. I guess, you know, I think baby broke people that drove a lot of shitty cars. You're probably baseline five, maybe. Three. Baseline three. And I think you're an intelligent guy. But I've worked on tech shit with you and... You know, we're both around the same area tech wise. You know, we're we're equally as good at fixing shit. I would also give you a seven. You know, I was just saying you were five because yeah. I wanted to be better than you. Yeah, that was rude. Well, I was naming numbers. And of course, if I'm giving numbers, I'm going to make mine better. Don't I'm sorry. Down. It's Don't rude. Back down. That's the kind of guy I am. So down. anyway, uh, the next day I go outside. My landlord's there. I get along with my landlord. I know a lot of us hate him. I get along with him. I know. It's not fair. He charges me very little rent for the place that yeah. I live, and he's very nice to me. And he, he's, Yeah, doesn't raise it, right? He No, he doesn't raise it very much, but he doesn't fix anything. But right. he's still sweet. I got him hooked on Kratom for a period, and then he threw up, and then he called the company that I told him to get the Kratom from <laughs> oh, and no. asked them questions and embarrassed me. But that's... <laughs> That's yeah, less than nothing, right? He smokes weed sometimes. You know, he knows He's I get cool high. He's not cool with bidets, though. He is pissed about my bidet, yeah, which I had to take off. Patriotic man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, he sees me try to start the car. He's like, ah, you know, open a because I went out there and opened the hood and started looking in it, which I, I don't know. Me. I hate doing that. <laughs> I don't know what I was doing. Like, what am I looking at? Here? I know. I just opened it and started just looking at it. And I was like, squint at it. It'll make more sense. <laughs> well, I just figured everything looked normal. And it's all, I hate it because everything's just covered up now too. You have to take like a fucking bonnet off the engine and like get a million plastic pieces before you can get to it. Yeah. But everything's looking normal. And, and mind you, I'm freaking out. Okay. Because if it is the starter, that's going to cost $400. That's a four hundred dollar fix. Sure. I looked it up two sixty five to five hundred to six twenty five. Right, so I'm I'm guessing four hundred for my car. Everything on my car has been more expensive than the average. So I'm, I'm guessing four hundred. I don't want to spend four hundred dollars on a car. And uh, I'm laying in bed, and my wife is doing this fucking thing that she does when the car breaks down, where she says, "Uh, uh, you know." Have you changed the oil lately? Um, you know, have you, have you changed, like, have, does the car need a tune-up? And I was like, what right. the fuck is a tune-up? No cars get tune-ups. Cars don't get those. That's like an old thing, tune-ups. That's for, like, gotta, people who drive race cars and shit like that. You gotta, gotta you know, <laughs> take the spark plug, make sure they're tightened, right? We kept asking her, like, what do you think, like, the fucking somebody goes in there with a fucking wrench and just tightens all the bolts, I guess? I don't know. 
I don't know what a fucking tune up is. Seven out of ten talking here doesn't know what a tune up is. <laughs> <laughs> tune up? What is this? What are you talking about? A tune up is what I'm saying yeah. to her. You know what she says to me after that? I, you know, there's like a small crack in the window too, and it's starting to spread. We gotta, we gotta get that one fixed oh, too. No. And I'm like, Jesus like, Christ! Like, let's snowball. <laughs> I know. It's like if somebody is fucking dying of cancer in a bed, and then you fucking sit next to them, and you're like, "Well, I hear it eats away all of your organs first, so that's something." You <laughs> yeah. know, it's eating your organs, and you're dying inside. Right? Yeah, a little bit of time. You know. Yeah. It's like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, somebody's laying in bed with cancer. They're enjoying the morphine. And then it's like sitting next to them and being like, yeah, yeah, think about. Well, it's like eating everything. Yeah. On the end. So anyway, I uh, <laughs> I freaked out on her at that point. I was like, the window has nothing to do with the car yeah. right now. Yeah. I'm not going to fucking deal with the window. You know what a crack in the window is to me? The kind that goes all the way across the fucking window and then down and has other little crack. That's right, a crack. Right. I, that's what I deal with. Once it goes all the way across, you got to get rid of it because you're getting pulled over. Yeah, yeah. This is a, the smallest dip and it hasn't grown at all. And it's like, I don't want to go to fucking the auto glass place. They're going to charge me $100 for that. I hate that. Um. So when I start the car, my my landlord's like, Go ahead and try and start the car. I'll sit out here and look at it. He's a hot rod guy. Okay. My landlord, he has like two hot rods. He hangs out with the guy down the street that works hot rods. He's a hot rod dude. Yeah. I'm here to, you know what? I actually do not mind it. Like if anybody ever wants to look at it, I'm like, I don't care. Go ahead. Give me your advice. It's your time you're wasting. Like I wouldn't do it if I were you, but go ahead. Sure. I do not mind. I do not feel like I do not. I'm not macho about it at all. Like anybody can get in on this problem with me. I don't give a fuck. I'll drag well, you into my world. I want them to yeah, get, yeah. I want somebody to be like, hey, can I look at the, I want somebody to look at me and be like, this motherfucker doesn't know anything about cars. <laughs> right. So he can come He's over. He's just a seven out of 10. I'm an eight out of 10. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he can come over and help me out. So this dude is like, uh, I like uh, that's an electrical problem. And you know what I said to him? That's what I've been saying to my wife inside the house. This is an electrical problem. This all seems very electrical to me. Uh -huh. And uh, so he checks the battery connectors. He checks a few other things. And he walks away. He's done. He's I'm, I'm here to mow the fucking grass. I'm not here to work on your car. So what I do is I grab the cord that goes into the alternator. And I just jiggle it a little bit. Stick it in. Go get in the car. Choom, starts right the fuck up. This cord is fucked up. Okay. I've discovered it twice now. This cord is fucked up. Because uh, I tried to take it to the mechanic and be like, it's not starting. They're like, well, it's starting now. Right. Can't fix it if it's starting. That's true. You know? Which is true. I was a troubleshooter too. But So I got to get this cord. It is a myth that a large share of people can't cover a $400 emergency expense. Why does the story persist? Um, hmm. What's interesting about this story is is that I'm 40 years old, okay? And uh, I panic. I couldn't cover a $400 emergency expense until like March of this <laughs> year. <laughs> you know? Like I haven't, I, I and, and it's so devastating to people. And this guy decides to write this thing that is, I don't, I think it like, I think it, it doesn't take into account people who might not report for a survey. I don't know what it is, but I know a large amount of people get 
killed by $400 emergency expenses. It fucks up six months of their life, right? Uh, I mean, have you ever had something like that? Because I, I, I have a hundred stories about it, but a 400, 400 to $1,000 expense. So what he's saying, a large share of American, I mean, well, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, just numerically, the amount of people that are bringing in like, you know, $10 an hour, $15 an hour, you're talking about a whole week's work of work, like a quarter of their income is $400. And then you're beyond that. It's like, it's not like money you earned. It's $400 out the door. Meaning you have to like net that shit right after taxes. Right. And, and when you talk about, cause I'm sure we're going to get into this thing. Uh, I think a lot of people believe that they can just look at what you're bringing in and figure out that it, is it would work killing you. Right. You know what I mean? Like they're they're looking at it in a way of like Yeah, people make the medium household income six thousand sixty thousand dollars. Anybody can afford a four hundred dollar thing, you know? Right, but there are people that make sixty thousand dollars a year that can't. Right. They're they're also paying some of them several thousand dollars in student loan payments. If both people went to school to make that sixty thousand dollars, they're also paying fifteen hundred dollars a month in student loans. Rent. $400 is such a large amount of money to just have out of nowhere. Right. And I think one of the things that irritates me about the headline to this, at least, is that it is acting like $400 isn't a big deal. And $400 is a, is like a big deal to a lot of fucking people. Yeah. And they're, I mean, like. And they're talking about, like, just having $400 ready to go? Yeah. I mean, that's what I think they, that, I mean, because I think. Once you start saying that these, once you start saying that four hundred people have, people won't be killed by a four hundred dollar emergency expense. Once you start saying something like that, then you start insinuating that people have uh, four hundred dollars sitting around ready well, for an emergency. And expense. that's exactly the type of thing where, like, that's where I would go to a payday advance for would be four hundred dollars, and then I would be stuck for the next 18 months rewriting every two weeks. Right. I think that, I, I mean, like when I, I was younger, when I was making 1250, when I was making $15 an hour, um, by myself or, you know, with my partner making about the same, <clears throat> there was no way that $14 or $400 was ever available, you know? Yeah. Um, I, so, uh, yeah. So let's 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 kind of get started and get in here. This guy's name is love to get the names of guys. Michael R. Strain, like a like a virus right. almost. This guy, <laughs> a large share of Americans can't cover a four hundred dollar emergency expense. You probably heard politicians and journalists breathlessly report that shocking statistic more than once in the last year or so. And then he lists a few recent examples. Uh, Kamala Harris said it. Elizabeth Warren said it. Bernie Sanders said it. Okay. I'm not going to read like their absolute quote. It says four in 10 Americans are unable to afford a $400 emergency expense. So that's 40%. You know, 40% of people can't do it. That's what Bernie said. I, I mean, okay. I think they all had kind of different numbers or some of them didn't have it. Uh, but most of them are, are right around 40%. And uh, his first sentence of commentary says, this claim has never seemed plausible to me. After all, oh if so God. many. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After I mean, all... <laughs> I, oh, God. You have no lived experience of your time when $400 crushed you? You never had to get your car together or be repossessed and you need $400 today? I mean, and $400 is like the low end of car repair. I Well, these, no, days, most, yeah. these days for sure. Okay. 
Okay. Because I, I didn't want to like exaggerate, but I do can tell you that I bought a car from a buy here, pay here. That And that's the other thing this guy isn't even fucking thinking about is that if the car breaks down once and you get it fixed, it's going to break. It'll probably break down again. Like these cars, we're talking, we're not talking about a one-time thing. We're not talking about your fucking Tesla battery caught on fire and you had to go get it replaced and it was $400 and they got it fixed and then you drove again forever for for fucking whatever, 10 years with it and that's it. These aren't just one thing. These are compounding expenses, you know? A lot of times when you go to get your car fixed, they'll find other stuff, but they'll say, okay, <laughs> I mean... A lot of times when you're broke, and I, and I know a lot of our listeners have definitely done this, and I know I've done this, is, is like you stand at the mechanic and you say, "How? what is the minimum amount I can do to get this running so that I can go to fucking work? You know, yeah, because I know for you recommend I do this, but what will make this work? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I one time, I had a fucking car that a turbo went out on it. And the price they wanted for a brand new was insane. I had I went and got a used one that I, I got like a used part that I sourced myself because the guy wanted so much goddamn money for it. And I brought it to him to put it on because I couldn't get the fucking car. They they had that thing. They almost were going to take possession of that car before I paid, could pay that bill. Right. I had a car. A car that I mean that I just had bought less than a, it was probably a year after I bought it. And this major fucking th uh, part went out. Yeah. 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 Um. So this guy says, uh, it, after all, if so many Americans can't cover a relatively minor unexpected expense, that would affect daily life in obvious ways. You'd frequently have a coworker out of the office who can't afford to buy a new tire. You'd frequently hear from friends and neighbors who can't afford to fix their dishwashers. You, you do! You aren't hanging out with these people. You don't hang out with regular people. I know. I you hear that all the time. You don't go to a job. You're out of touch rea with reality. Yeah, this is fucking crazy to me that this guy has never been to a job where people call off because the dishwasher all the time can't make it to the fucking show or make it to the work the yeah show. i call the show work now right uh, but but you know what i'm saying like, no of course there's no, always I mean, people at work that can't fucking make it to work because their car is broken down or Oh, oh, fuck, you know, uh, send the dishwasher to pick up Brian because his fucking car isn't working and bring him into work. And then two people are out for a few minutes, but you get it all taken care of. Like, this is so fucking common, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I it's it's wild just thinking about usually my place in an office is I do not bring my shit to the table because everybody else is like going off and mm -hmm. I just can react to what they're doing. And it is a constant barrage of like, my kid got injured and I have a $500 bill now that I have to budget for, you know, yep. a tight ass budget. I'm trying to save. I mean, you know, th you're talking about these, these people are not saving th for their kids' college funds. People no. are not putting aside 401ks and shit, you yeah. know, and a lot in, in these circumstances. And this guy has no fucking, just I mean, never, never met him. He's never talked to never like a talked waiter. To somebody on the bus before. <laughs> never talked to a waiter. Never talk, yeah. Never you know, talked like, to. Uh, never partied with like a school teacher before. <laughs> yeah. Cashier. Have you ever like talked to the cashier at that? Like, there's so many people working in the service industry that you. I know. You could talk to every one of them, and they would have stories. Oh every yeah. Every one of them. Make you sick. <laughs> yeah. Laborers on like job sites. Yeah. 
when, when I was a roofer, like the general laborers, the, the 950 an hour people, the people yeah. that sweep up, the people that, that, that kind of do the, e not the easy, the hardest work, but the easiest work in a way, all of those people had trouble getting into work at times because their cars were broken down and they couldn't afford to fix them. Right. You know, right. I mean, car payments are, you know, you're, you're talking about either you have $400 to fix your car or you have $400 a month to pay for a reliable car. Right. Yes. 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 Actually, absolutely. Others have been equally skeptical of the $400 story and published convincing rebuttals. Nevertheless, it has become the conventional wisdom. So when this issue flared up again last month, I decided to look in it. It turns out the claim that nearly half of Americans are a flat tire away from financial crisis is largely based on an inaccurate reading of one survey question. Let me say this too. It's not a fucking flat tire. A flat tire, if you buy a new tire, is $95. Right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, you get them cheaper. But, I mean, we're to, let's just imagine yeah. that somebody's getting their low-profile tire fixed. It's yeah. $100. That's not $400. A flat tire... It's so out of touch, dude. My tire's a little bit more than that. Okay. Is it $400? <laughs> no, no. Okay. Uh, um, so the question comes from the surprised. annual report on economic well-being of U.S. households by the Federal Reserve. The report finds that in 2018 that 61% of adults would cover $400 ex unexpected expenses using cash or its equivalent politicians and many of the media seem to be subtracting 61 from 100 and concluding that 39 percent of people to use warren's phrase can't come up with the money that they need to handle the situation so i guess i see the direction we're going in he is saying that like well you can get a check smart you can get a loan yeah your parents you can use you a credit card right mm-hmm Instead, as the Fed report makes clear, the remaining four in 10 adults would have more difficulty covering such an expense. Many of them would be able to make it work by carrying a credit card balance or borrowing from friends and family. Presumably, some of these adults are 18-year-olds borrowing from their parents, but I'm not sure about that. So why did you write it, you fucking asshole? <laughs> you know? So he's yeah. saying that... And this is something I would have said, too. I could have told you that a lot of people have credit out for catastrophic car failure. You know what I mean? $400 emergencies. Yeah. But those aren't good solutions to this. Thing. Yeah. It's yeah. not like that. We're leaning on a payday advance as the way to fix the problem of people not having $400 in emergency expenses instead of talking about raising wages right. and, 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 or universal health care to bring up the, amount of pay you take home on your check or any of the millions of fucking things that we could do. Yeah. I mean, and have, why don't they do a fucking, uh, but why don't they have those people try to do a budget of somebody, you know, that is living in those circumstances. You know? Yeah. 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 I mean, they would just be, I guess, condescending about it. The report all sandwiches every day. Yeah. This is fucking sick, man. The well, report, this guy is a fucking asshole. This, Cause this is bullshit. Yeah. He's just saying, you don't have it so tough. I'm a rich guy. And I know that you don't have it so tough out there. You complainers. Yeah. And, and he's, yeah. So basically he's, uh, this guy's a fucking asshole, man. Fuck this guy. I'm not going to read the rest of his stupid article. Let's look at some of the headlines for his other pieces. Okay. Before pieces we get into shit. this next thing, pieces of shit. Yeah. His other pieces of shit. Michael R. Strain. The case for a federal, for a $15 minimum wage is far from settled. Okay. The story of stagnating wages was mostly wrong. Wow. Stop poor mouthing the two earner family. Wow. So 
What's poor mouthing? It's fucking saying, stop saying that it's bad that both parents have to work at a job. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is bad. I'm a poor mouther. <laughs> I like that term. I've never heard that before, but I'm a poor mouther. Warren's college loan plan is a subsidy for the comfortable class. Okay. As if, like, you know, poor people wouldn't be able to go to college. Right. <laughs> like, they that wouldn't be the worst the offer thing. If you got rid of that barrier. They wouldn't sign up. Did corporate tax cuts strengthen wages? Don't believe what you hear, which I assume is that you've heard that wages are stagnating and they're bad. So, yeah. Yeah, what an awful. I mean, you know, he writes stuff for people that want to hear this shit, right? Yeah. This guy's a piece of fucking trash, Everybody's dude. doing fine out there. Yeah. I mean, $400 would change people, a lot of people's lives for, I mean, the, if you you... Know, for this month, right? I mean, like, you would catch up. On so much, you wouldn't have savings. You wouldn't have Cadillac healthcare, but you would catch up on so much. I mean, even hundred dollars, even just an extra. Damn, I want four hundred dollars. I wish I had four hundred dollars. You know? Yeah, even like an extra amount extra. of money, extra four hundred dollars a month. Uh, I don't think it's enough, but it it is a start. You know, if if we could somehow figure out how to get an extra four hundred dollars a month in people's hands, it's just one of those amounts when you see it that you're just like, like you said, like the tire, a hundred dollar tire is just like, all right, bite the bullet. But when it's like four hundred and fifty six dollars to get your car out, you're like, oh, fuck, yeah. what am I gonna do? Like I have auto pay coming out, on yeah. some shit, and now I got to go to fucking Checksmart, and like you said. You don't just go there once. No. That's not how it works, man. And, and, and a line of credit, you don't just use that and once. You do $400 and you're like, I'm I'm going to pay this off at the beginning of the month. And you're like, oh, I can't do that. I'll just pay $25. I'll just pay the minimum. I still don't 17, have the 400 Right. I still, oh, it looks like uh, <laughs> I still don't have that magical $400. <laughs> yeah. Guess I'll just pay the interest on it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a wild guy. Or like, uh, you know, uh, my, you know, I have uh rich parents i have parents that have means and so i'm lucky enough to to you know and people don't have that we can't use that as like an excuse no right? i can't i can't, can't borrow 400 you bucks can't off my parents people to, you can't expect people to just get money from their parents yeah so many people can't borrow 400 dollars no. from their parents a lot of people don't have that i mean i could a lot of people are lending 400 dollars to their parents every <laughs> single month that is true people do lend their i've lent my mom money and and like people do i can't borrow that I I wouldn't even know how to ask my parents for money. First of all, <laughs> I'm really, like really nervous about it, but I I can borrow that kind of money off of them. I I don't know who can. I don't know any of my friends now whose parents are so good in a financial spot that they can regularly borrow money off of them, like large sums of money. Four hundred dollars being a large sum of money. I know to this guy, four hundred dollars isn't that it's much nothing. money. But uh, you know, let's get our headphones in, Brett. I'm listening. I've been wearing them. Uh, a new song came out this week. Okay. A debut. I didn't know this was a debut. Well, yeah, we're doing a premiere. Uh, so what it is, is one of the dudes from Big and Rich. If you know Big and Rich, they are uh, dipshits, I think. I don't, I don't know, know the like, name. I don't know. I, I, I know, know the Brooks name. And Dunn. I know the name, but I don't know the song. Yeah, they do the rap songs, I believe. Oh, Hip Hop Country. I think they have the cowboy guy. Could you play something, maybe? Cowboy Roy. Is that too much to ask a little for a little taste? You want me to play? Let you me bring up. Well, we don't want to get kicked off the stream, do we? No. But I we I can. this is a YouTube video, so we can play this song. It is Why a live video it is not going to kick us off okay 
I yeah. think. <gasps> they did Save a Horse, Ride a Cowboy. There you One go, of the best baby. songs ever written. There you go. So, you know. I love Big and Rich. Big and Rich. You yes. got that Big and Rich. I did, well, until I find out. Otherwise. What I have right now is a song that he recorded with The Five. You know who the five is? No, That's the I'm not Fox News with... morning show. <laughs> no, I don't know the five. I'm let's not down let's the five. look up who the five are. Maybe we'll know some the of their five. names. Yeah. The five. Save a horse, ride a cowboy. Okay. I wrote a <laughs> I wrote a wrote a bull to that. Before. Oh, ridden, oh? Ridden, okay. Wrote The five are ugh. Greg Gutfeld. Yikes. I no, hate that he's guy. the worst. He is a fucking monster. He's an embarrassment. Yeah, he's terrible. What an unlikable that fucking, fucking person. Red Eye show where he just will like have people on and have them like have them like talk about conservative issues, but try to be funny about it. He's Imagine going on that show, that dog shit show. Um, Dana Perino, don't know her, but I'm sure she's terrible. Uh, Jesse Waters and Juan Williams. But there's only four of them. Yeah, that's weird. They're like a, it's like a Lone Ranger situation. Oh, maybe they talk. They tackle five ideas. Okay. Right, five. like it's like well, you got these five. So anyway, the well, five. Uh, that's, that's real obnoxious, though. <laughs> if you're like, "Hey, we're the five, and then you're like, "We're ready to get started," they're like, "Oh no, there's only four of us." Yeah, the five. There's four of us. Yeah. So here we go. This is uh, John. Ray- it, it hit number one on the country charts on iTunes. Does it sound like Save a Horse, Ride a Cowboy at all? I don't know. I don't think so. you know what it sounds like. Well, you're not a Mr. Show guy, so I can't like same energy. I can't give you who it sounds like, but it sounds like for the listeners out there that watched Mr. Show, it sounds like uh, the the guy that writes a song about blowing up the moon because you can't mess around. With God's America. Okay. <laughs> Look out, Moon America's gonna get you. <laughs> so okay. All right. I'm here excited. we go. Here I'm we go. Excited. This is live from the five. This is probably the first time he played it. Let's hope it all works right away. All right, here we go, listeners. This is it. Sorry, we're not experienced broadcasters yet. About politics. Ain't nothing but a big bag of dirty tricks. Do you think John Rich ever talks about politics, Brett? Or do you think that he believes that he talks about politics? Because my guess is that John Rich of Big and Rich talks about politics nonstop. Everywhere he goes. (laughs) And he's talking about a certain kind of politics that we need to shut up about. Right. Let's get in here again. You punch left. I I punch right. right. Caught up in the middle of a deep swamp fight. Some people lie, some people steal, and everybody's talking about the Green New Deal. <laughs> he said everybody's talking about the Green New Deal. What? I mean, what's wrong with that? Yeah, no coal, right? We're not supposed to talk about. No, don't mention it. Yeah, come on, guys. What are you talking about wind? You talking what? about making power from the wind? <laughs> you talking about using the sun? You're crazy. One thing I do know. He's going to get rich off of it. Tell him he can get big and rich off of it. <laughs> One thing I know for a 100% fact is I will hear this song at a barbecue this summer. You think so? I do think. Who? Uh, well, no. I have to go to a graduation no party. This. this is number one on the country charts. On iTunes. 
It is? Yes, this is a popular what? fucking song. What happened to Old Town Road? No, they took that off the country charts a long time ago. Jesus, racism fights back hard. I know, they're just like, wow, oh, come on, you know? Wow. They, first they were like, we see this black guy talking about being a cowboy and we don't like it. I recommend the Minion Death Cult where they talk about Lil Nas X and Wrangler because there are some very weird reactions to that story. All right. <laughs> Let's see here. Shut up. Shut up. About politics. Ain't nothing but a big pile of dirty tricks. I'm tired of all the fighting and a bitching fit, so shut up. Shut up. All right. Verse two, baby. Uh, lingering on the black drummer for a long time, just to let you know. All this bussing and carrying on, it's been going on a little too long. But I got something to fix us all up. Take a shot of my whiskey from a big red cup. So I got actually got the booze. I should have done the booze with it. I, I now I'm off beat. So now. The plan is that we all just get drunk and politics is definitely not going to no come No more up. politics. <laughs> I think a bad I'm gonna idea. I'm going to continue to talk about feminazis and make homophobic comments, but we're not going to fight about it. We're just going to be drunk and doing it. One of, the, one of the worst ideas I think I've ever heard is cutting off a conversation about politics by drinking. Yes, that's because true. <laughs> maybe it's... Let's let, uh, let's not talk about politics in part ways now. Yeah, <laughs> we'll each go to y'all go to my left bar. You go to your right bar. Yeah, let's separate. We should not share this bottle of whiskey together. It's going to be a fist fight. Yeah, I there's have, no way I could drop it. Well, I used to drink. I don't drink now. But if I start talking about politics and then the person I'm with is like, let's take a shot. There's no way I'm dropping it at yeah. that point. It's just uh, my mind won't let me. My mind barely lets me when I'm sober. Yeah. When no. I'm laid back on weed, I can't stop. No, Brian is like in the bar in someone's ear going, no, what I'm saying is the same type of depravity happens in the United States. It's not because of communism or socialism. <laughs> He's like yelling that in someone's ear. I just can't. I, I mean, like. The thing is such an unnatural thing. This song is it's so weird. It sounds groovy, man. It's so weird that I it's feel coming like I'm from in like a, a JCPenney ad where I can just hook my thumbs in my pockets and just kind of tap my foot. It is a JCPenney ad. Song. Yeah, yeah. But they get by the St. John's Bay and shut the fuck up. It's fucking easy going. <laughs> Shit's easy going around here. We got Masa Yoke around here. I mean, it seems odd. That he's talking to the people that bring up politics more than anything in the world. These these yeah. fucking conservatives. These are people are obsessed with politics. Are the ones that are always bringing it up when you're hanging out together, and then they get if you, pissed. If you confront them, if you say like, "Aren't you kind of a part of a death cult?" Yeah. Oh shit! You gotta make it, you know, political. Because <laughs> I like coal. Because I hate the Green New Deal. <laughs> Aren't there like a lot of school shootings? Oh, come on! Yeah, you're getting awfully goddamn political over here. What right. the hell? Yeah. Hey, don't we have the largest prison population in the entire world? Yeah. Oh, well, I wasn't talking about politics. Well, you know, there. That, I was just talking about crime. Uh, Mr. Rich, I understand you're very rich, but it seems that you've spent an exorbitant amount of money on the health care of your sick family member. I would like to see that kind of coverage applied to everybody, so that we could all live a rich and relieved lifestyle oh shit no you gotta pay for it you gotta be big and rich 
to get this kind of treatment. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, and it also it is kind of like um, just don't you know? I mean, is it? It's a rallying cry, like to just for what? Like, stop thinking, like really just shut your brain off. It's a rallying cry for the worst people too. Like it's weird if, from if, the, it's from the like it's from Fox News. I know. Like the people that are there are like, no, I'm doing politics. I'm here for fucking politics. I'm mad about shit. This is politics. I'm doing politics they on spend Fox News all day. Furious. I comment. I comment yeah. on there and let my voice be heard. And a lot of people like it. A lot of people. Some people angry react, but they got to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing politics all day. Yeah. On Fox. Shut up. Shut up. Donna Brazil's in the video. But a big Donna Brazil is in this video for some reason. I don't know who that is. She's a Democratic operative. All right. This is a pretty smooth. Look at Greg Gutfeld getting a big laugh. I think we got all the lyrics, Brett. Shut up. About politics. Ain't nothing but a big bag of dirty tricks. Oh, we need a tambourine. I need a tambourine under my desk. When we have a studio, I'm putting a tambourine down here. This shut guy, up. This guy wrote a two-minute, 19-second song with one, two, half verse. He wrote it with newscasters. I know. We have to talk about the other newscaster crossover. Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! I'm done. I'm done with shut up about politics. Shut up! I can't listen to it anymore. It's barely even a song, but it is odd, right? To I think be... that you just—it's basically that. So we went and saw wrestling in Las Vegas. I sat during the national anthem, which I was doing some politics there. You were, that I was politics. That I was scared shitless replace, there. If they, <laughs> replace, if they replace the national anthem with that song, just to like clear the air from the very beginning, which is like, we're about to get rowdy. We're about to get rough, but we ain't gonna talk about no politics. <laughs> Nobody gets to say how they feel about shit. You just need to have fucking fun here. In the moment, and not tell us what the fuck you believe. Yeah, right. John Rich it's a palate cleanser. I, I got this story. It's a mind eraser. I got this story about uh, John Rich, Mister Shut Up about Mr. politics. Shut up about politics, John Rich himself. This is from Stereo Gum. Uh, he, okay, here he goes. <laughs> the ho he's so he's he's an outspoken Republican. And he released a song called Raisin McCain during the 2008 presidential election. Ah. And now he's the guy who posts pictures of cut up Nike socks on Twitter. <laughs> he's a 49ers. He, 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 uh, Colin Kaepernick pissed him off. So he cut his Nikes up and posted them online, which is another oh, thing. That's a rough, I mean, he's going to have a heart attack soon. I mean, that's the one thing that's good is that. <laughs> A guy that eats that much salt and uh, has that much stress, like his heart is going to be so fucking hard. <laughs> Rich spent last night on a splenetic Twitter rant about Kaepernick and Nike. The best part was showing pictures of his sound man's cut up Nike socks. Also claiming that said sound man will also burn his Nike stuff when he gets back to Nashville. <laughs> he didn't even burn his own shit. No, he got his... <laughs> He made his sound guy do it. Hey, my sound guy. No, don't wear those Nikes out here. 
My sound guy is so pissed off at Colin Kaepernick that I'm going to have him cut his stuff up. It, like, he has to come back and say his sound guy said it. Uh, okay, well. Uh, well. Red and Black Rules did have a good point. Is Shut up about politics sounds like a pro-censorship, really. <laughs> it does kind of sound like you can't talk. No, you're not allowed to talk about that stuff no more. You can't He's talk about your gender expression anymore. Nope. He's just saying what your nana's saying. You that's know what true. I mean? Like that's when what I, my this is what every dumbo eventually says at the cookout. When I was coming up, we never talked about politics or religion. It's like, <laughs> well, you're using your politics and religion to fuck with my life all the time. I know. You you're probably talking about it right now. Right. You are conspiring against me and everything that in the way that I want to live, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. That is wild to me. He's like, uh, <laughs> they always are talking, but they'll be like, I don't know. I'm hearing that they're trying to let transgendered people go to the bathroom. And then you explain your side and they get all hot about it and scream. Let's not talk about politics at right. this place. It's like, you fucking started it. Right. You know? <laughs> right. I pointed out you're being an asshole and you don't like it. That's why you don't like politics. Can we do can we do an audible? Do you know what I want to hear next? I can't play anything like You can't do I can play Raisin McCain Huckabee. probably. You can't do Huckabee and Playing Corn? Yeah. I don't know if we should. Okay. But uh oh, fuck it. We shouldn't do this because it's very <laughs> wrong i'm unhappy with this happening i'm gonna tell you uh oh, we'll i didn't see like what it. happens i think we'll be fine for a minute we'll get it on the, the well podcast. it's not the song so we it's should be allowed to play it might get taken down is there a Ryan, i gotta tell on? our audience something yes this is mike Huckabee. about five and a half mike six Huckabee. years ago you and i first met talking yes. to brian Headwelt from corn right i yeah. interviewed you and I said then, hey, we got to do music together. Sometime. No, we don't. Remember that? No. Yes. No. no. You don't have to do that. I promise. Stop. And you said you would do it. He's yeah. playing that bass line, You'll though. still do it, right? They couldn't get... Yes. Okay. Oh, poor okay. guy. I realized he, he... that when the two of us are on stage together, it may not look like that we actually blend. He is rocking about a quarter but we inch do. back yeah, and we forth do. when he yes, plays. Yes, we do. He's not slapping. He's not hunched over at all. And he's keeping time with his foot so horribly. Oh, I love this. I love this song. It just goes so hard. This Mike Huckabee on bass, though. So now we're I mean, headbanging to Mike Huckabee on accident. It's yeah, like an it's accident. A, this is a weird movement. Dude, the instrumental. Could you get somebody to come in and sing it? Evanescence? Yeah, Grab somebody. You don't know another Christian? There's no, like, drug production assistant that can do it? It's karaoke hour, dude. It's your show, right? Isn't it his show? He can... It's Mike Huckabee's show. Yeah, he can let whoever sing. I would jump on the mic myself if I was Huckabee. I would, too. He don't know the words. He doesn't. Because, look, he's he reading say music. Bad words. He, is, he has, a, he has <laughs> the music in front of him. He's reading the music. He has the notes. He has, like, a tab. He, no, he has the notes. He can read the notes. They're just this playing... motherfucker grew up in church guitar. I can't believe that they didn't want anybody to sing. No, they couldn't say that kind of stuff on this. They you know what? So this is the bonkers thing about this is that I don't know if it's ever happened before, but <laughs> I, as a comedian, I don't think we would ever be asked by somebody to like be a part of our act. But as a musician, people 
like that or just like hey can i jump in with you yeah would you mind fucking playing uh your most faint one of your most famous so i'm trying to think of the lyrics of there's no cusses in blind no at all not a single one uh, is it just dark too dark it's dark the people in the audience because i you know uh, i can i can actually mind <laughs> i have some experience in this the uh yks guys uh -huh. jesse and uh mike they went to see huckabee live Ooh. it's not really a like a corn type audience i would say well he was he was he was doing this and he was just like so tight with it he was like rocking about back and forth about a quarter inch toe tapping like a motherfucker he probably felt he looked like he should have been playing a 1950s like church hymnal he probably felt uncomfortable playing it didn't have slap though man. music it didn't I mean, have it slap. didn't have that ba -ba -ba -ba. it didn't have the like you know no he's not fieldy snuts exactly. he's not uh fieldy no i know and it so it was missing that we saw corn live two years ago they fucking rock you should see him if you can if, dude if they were coming back here time, i would go now and the people that are there go off so hard for them that it's impossible not to get involved so it is fucking weird though I don't want that to happen. What? This is a real. You don't want Mike Huckabee jumping in on bass? Well, this is a real uh, moment, I think, in time. This is this. This symbolizes something to okay. me. So when my parents were young, right? Uh, rock and roll. They had these rock and roll stars that their fucking parents hated and shit. Yeah, and they Frank were Zappa like listening or, to, uh, uh, I don't know, fucking the Rolling Stones or whatever. Or, or Alice Cooper. Beatles. And uh, now, when I was a kid, they were sort of lame because it was like you would see the fucking Beatles on TV or you would see like George Harrison on TV with some fucking weird politician or some kind of thing. Or you would, the Rolling Stones would be in like a fucking McDonald's commercial or some shit. You know, like they were just kind of like, they were, Focus. they were the authorities. They were, they were the people in power. Right. Establishment. People. You know, that was that they got picked by the puppet masters during the monoculture. Right. Right. And and like this, I think, is the first time that something that I liked when I was a kid that my parents hated has shown up. And I wouldn't call it a mainstream place, but it's head from corn playing fucking guitar with Mike Huckabee. You know, and this was something we talked about when we were on tour. Right. It's like. um gene simmons like he was a guy that my parents thought was fucking crazy and went right. nuts and then by the time you know we were coming up it was like gene simmons is a fucking dork he like yeah he's on the apprentice or whatever you know that wasn't what i was but do you he, get what yeah. i'm saying yeah he says you know he advocates against drinking and s cigarettes and drugs yeah yeah he's square He's square, and they used he's him. A conservative, right? He's a conservative. Alice Cooper is a conservative. I know, I know. Brian Head Welch. I mean, Megadeth I, I understand. Is a conservative. Like there is that frame of thought where it's like, I will go anywhere where the people will engage me. You know? Yeah. Uh, I see arguments about it a lot online. Should Bernie Sanders have done the Fox News debate that he kind of did really well? Yeah, at? that was stupid. Or should uh. That Not kind for him of thing. to do it. I meant the, the debate was just. But like it. the Tucker Carlson thing where it's like leftists go on Tucker Carlson or whatever. And I, I don't think I would go on Tucker Carlson because he is a white nationalist. And I don't think I would do something with Fox News, you know, because I just 
wouldn't feel good about it. I wouldn't feel good that my people would tune into that and like, you know, you bring anything to it. You know, yeah. I just don't want to, I don't want to be involved with something like that. Oh, I would but, do it. <laughs> yeah. I also see the frame of mind that's like, I will go wherever somebody will engage with me. Yeah. You know, I don't you feel like to. if I, mean, I went to Fox News, they would be engaging. No, it'd be I don't a think shitty it, treatment, I'm sure. Yeah, it, it would be everywhere. You know, they fucking, they just fuck with it. But they, I mean, you can, but they're also, if you can keep your head together, I mean, they're paper tigers, dude. Right. Bernie Sanders went over there and, and got a lot of people on his fucking side. Katie Halper went over there and killed that one time, right. if you remember. I think it's easy. About Ian Omar. They're fucking dumbasses. Yeah, yeah. They really are yeah. that stupid. I mean, they just yeah. get to, along because everybody's I mean, playing along with it. Though, would you go on like a white nationalist? Like Tucker Carlson is a white nationalist. I don't if know. If you That's look at the you, news whatever. that he does, I wouldn't go. Whatever. I'm not. I, there's like a lot of stuff I wouldn't do, I guess. But in the future, when I'm like 60 or something like that, what is that guy going to think? You know, that's the same thing with head. I'm like, ah, he's in his fifties now. He, he's a Christian. He's probably been out hanging out with Christians all the time. And like Mike Huckabee is just this guy. It's kind of goofy that I'm here. It's a novelty that I'm playing guitar with this guy, you know? So I yeah. get why he did it. I'm not like angry at him at all. Really? I, I mean, See, what are you going to do? Mean, you can tell by our, our place in culture that like only the worst people elevate to the top. Right. I mean, only the horrible people become rock stars and shit. They were like right. always shithead. People. How many of them do you think are conservative now? Like I with the new metal Once you get guys. money, man. I mean, once you get that money, we'll see. We'll be a conservative radio. Once you get, Brian's going to get that $200,000 he talks about and then become a conservative podcast. <laughs> Yeah, a centrist conservative podcast. Let's look at Joe Biden. What he's up to? Uh, I know <laughs> he's doing well. I hope making I just, lots of money. I saw this article and it bothered me. Uh, he's Joe Biden won't commit to reducing the prison population by a percentage target. Cool is kind of the yeah thing. And uh, I, I guess like if I was gonna vote, uh, I don't for a person, I would want them to have reducing the prison population as a part of their yeah. platform and by a significant amount. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like if we're just these guys, I, I mean, like a lot of times you feel like it's like, and this would be wonderful. We'll let all the people in jail for pot possession get out. It's like, that still leaves a shitload of people in jail. Right. <laughs> like, we gotta, you know, kind of move to the, to like having a society where it's like, Going yeah, to jail is hard. In, in like, that's not going to happen in like real life, though. Right, but you have to say this stuff. You know what I mean? Remember the last... Elections are... Joe Biden is not going to do that. And, right. and I'm also, saying, you're tying him to a percent, and he's like... He's hedging his bets. He's like thinking, like, you know, I have to if I have to live up to that number. Yeah. He probably doesn't... And he doesn't give a shit. I mean, but elections are about lying, Right. And just saying that they just, just, just lie, like, please no. lie. Elections, please at least pretend like you want to do better. I think elections, we don't vote on issues. Like that's a common misconception that we vote on issues or character or, or uh, some kind of image thing. We truthfully vote on what we think is in that guy's heart. Do you understand? Because <laughs> like they voted for Obama we heard him say so much shit that he wanted to do. 
And we knew he wasn't going to fucking do it. You yeah. know, this, especially the second time where it's like, this motherfucker is out here saying all this stuff. He ain't going to fucking do well, it. Well, I just think that they've been long. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I guess never in my life have the Democrats been not been law and order. I mean, they're, they've always been very consistent with putting people in jail and not fucking with that at all. Um, you know, yeah, that's like I true. Said, I mean, that's Biden true. did the thing where, like, in the '80s, he made the three strikes rule, and then 20 years later, under Obama, he repealed parts of it, which is like you didn't do anything except for, you know, undo the damage that you fucking did. You know, yeah. Uh, and Hillary, her husband, I don't think any of those people are committed to like reducing the prison population. I, I wouldn't expect that from any democratic presidential candidate. Right. I just don't want to hear like, so this is, this is, uh, here's part of his answer. I don't even think Bernie Sanders, Bernie Sanders probably gets squeamish he, about it, but he's talked like, that's the thing. It's like the dude has said things about it. I would like to hear more. I, I mean, that's my dream is to get Bernie Sanders on the show and make him talk about like criminal justice and drugs and shit like that. Cause it just doesn't feel like he didn't say anything to me, yeah. but I don't think I'd like his answers about drugs. You know what I mean? Where it's like, uh, sure. <laughs> but I would like to hear him. Wait, no, until he comes on. Yeah, come on, motherfucker. But you would like to hear him say, like, people shouldn't be locked up in a jail for drugs, even if you don't know if he can fix it or do it or any of that shit. Like, one thing I want to hear, I want to hear somebody say people don't belong in a jail because of drugs, because it's ridiculous that people are in jail. Yeah, it's not helpful. It's It's crazy. It's a waste of money. We spend too much time, energy, resources, all of it to keep it going, and there's better solutions that would make the world a better place. Yeah. His explanation, too, is kind of one of the folks. There are some circumstances in which people should be behind bars because, in fact, they have committed a heinous crime and they remain a threat to society. Here is the deal. We don't want to let those people out. Nobody is like out there pushing to let a guy that committed a heinous crime. You know what I mean? Right. Like, nobody's out there saying like, yeah, he shot 35 people, but I think he's learned his fucking lesson. Right. Let's let him out of jail. I mean, I, I am more... Serial killers. <laughs> he's acting like the whole fucking thing is like, we gotta let these fucking serial killers... Like, these dem- these other libs, they want to let all the serial killers out because they figure like, why would they do it again? They already got caught once. It's embarrassing. We'll let them out. We'll put them on probation. You know, right? Like the the it's fighting against it. You it's understand stupid. what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, like it, it they're is, awful. I mean, they're awful. Yeah, yeah. They have the worst reading of it. Yeah, they don't understand how many people are are how many families are broken up over needless stupid rules. Yeah, yeah. In courts. I mean, he did say we should not be putting people in prison for drug offenses. Okay. Which is, I mean, hey, that's sort of what you want to hear but he also wants to send them to like workhouses work uh, you know work programs and shit like, like that um clockwork orange or something yeah yeah it's just i hate that yeah yeah the forced rehab i don't think that helps anybody i really don't think that forced rehab helps any of the people that end up in rehab you i know? don't know yeah i don't know if anybody's life changes like that I don't well, I mean, the, I do know, actually, the results from a lot of that are very small. <laughs> and it's I mean, it's money. a program that works for some people, for sure. But somebody makes money, right? Like, there's a rehab company that makes money right. off of it, so it's all worth doing. Sure. You know? 
I don't know, man. Let's look at this. Uh, I got two more we can hit. Fuck you, Joe Biden, by the way. Just fuck you. Uh, Katie Halper likes it when I say fuck you, Joe Biden. But I, I can't do the exasperated thing because I'm just not surprised by anything he says anymore. Uh, I saw a story about us. I, I saw an odd story from the per, from the perspective of management about oh, a thing. Okay. This is for the uh, Reddit called Am I the Asshole? Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Okay. Is it is it one you're familiar with? Yes, I have okay. seen that one. I've never, I don't, I like I said, I never looked at Reddit. I wish somebody would send me all the funny subreddits. Like, I want to be able to go, this sounds like a place that I would like to see. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's usually good stuff on this. I actually ask about people that work at hotels and, uh, boy, they have the weirdest problems. I would lean towards, I haven't had a job with weird customer problems. You know, no, they have to deal with everything. Yeah. Yeah. Under the sun it's people that are bringing their life and all their problems <laughs> of their life to your place for the night. Yeah. 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 You don't even hear. They don't call much. We don't get a lot of hotel workers calling into the show. I think it's a harder. I, I think it might be a harder job to get. They're like a little more choosy. I don't know. I think it's just a limited job. I mean, most of the people I know were just like a lot of people I knew did desk jockey work overnight, like in college, and they would do homework and stuff while they sat at the desk. And then just weird problems would get thrown at them. Right. Yeah. That was yeah. one person that I knew. That's my only anecdotal yeah. evidence that I know. Well, I know I know somebody that works at a hotel now, and it's a very nice hotel. It's a very fancy hotel that a lot of the rich people in town hang out at the uh, bar there. And uh, me and Brett have heard stories. <laughs> about things like wild she'll, requests she'll, she'll tell you some some wild stories about stuff yeah and like, weird happenings in the hotel uh, doo-doo guys there was and, a guy like a extremely well-dressed gentleman in a very expensive suit that shit all over his room and covered every inch of the the hotel room with his shit and then checked out and left and didn't and just disappeared yeah got mad because they charged him for the stuff too. yeah they got mad because he got charged a cleaning fee i mean i would have fucking you know what i would have done with that with i would have put a brick it. wall by in the door <laughs> and nobody would ever be able to yeah, go in that room it again fill it with cement yeah dog you're not allowed to stay here and rub your shit all over the place but you can see why a guy would do that Cause you don't want to do that at your own house. No, that would be terrible to do at your own house. But you know, you want to paint with poop. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I don't. I just. Yeah, I would not do that in my sheets. Maybe I would do that on the hotel sheets. Yeah. Maybe rent a dookie apartment. Oh, right? like just rent your own apartment, but duke can, in it, and then you can hire somebody to come in and clean it up. Cheaper than a hotel, probably. Nah. Well, that but hotel. if you all may see the hotel thing, doing They're it in an charge expensive you for replacements for everything, right? Dude. Doing it in an expensive hotel probably ensures that you don't do it very often. He's and like if you're a doo doo spreader, if you like to spread doo doo all over the place, you you're probably trying to quit. He like maxed his credit card out. Yeah, his Amex was like to the limit. He's just like, oh fuck. Yeah, I have to pay that down before I can go. I can yeah. imagine, like, in his mind that he's not trying to, like, quit this compulsion. You think so? To get this compulsion yeah, to know, quit. Yeah. So he's spending large amounts of money so that it's almost like a punishment. Right, right. After, to get him to be like, I can't, like, if he rent an apartment, stop. he'd just be over there every I'm night. He'd be in financial ruin. Yeah. Well, if he just rent an apartment, he'd be over there every night. He would yeah. never see any other people or anything like that. Because that's, like, all he wants to do, <laughs> you know? Yes. 
And that's only because he's extremely rich and wealthy. And that's a pathology yeah. that those people get into because they have too much time on their hand and aren't connected to reality. And can get and their hands four, on don't it. don't understand that $400 is an inconvenience. <laughs> they have to do a $4,000 shitting all over a hotel room to really feel in, inconvenienced. Yeah, to feel like alive. Yeah. You're yeah. like, oh, I'm in trouble. Baby's in trouble. I'm going to poop my diaper again. <laughs> that guy was awful. But I just imagine him. Now, every time I see somebody, like in Las Vegas, all those people at Caesar's Palace that were in the suits and stuff, I just imagine them being like disgusting creeps that can't find joy in life because they have so much money. And yeah. they have to just do off-the-wall shit. Yeah. Yeah, but the, yeah, just being able to pay for something like that makes you, I think, weird, right? Like, it, it, it's like you have you all this pay money. Somebody else to pee, clean up your poop, do it yourself. I know. I know. You, you make your own mess. You up. clean it up. Yeah, plastic. Yes, like you could do it in plastic and then just pull the plastic tarp up it, and like turn it, it into a bag and just leave it in the trash can. He doesn't and like I that. He wants to ruin a that. sofa, man. He wants to ruin a sofa. Okay. So no plastic. This guy is a no plastic. Sorry, we're talking. We're in too gross. Okay. So this is from the I am I the asshole Reddit, and uh, here we go. I'm the VP of sales at a software company, and one of our sales development reps' parents passed away at the beginning of April. Sadly, they were involved in a car crash and uh, both both lost their how lives. Old is this kid? Uh, uh, he's, he's, uh, now the employee is in question is Sorry. very young, 22 year old oh, guy and has been with them for about 10 months. He's been at this business for about 10 months. He's a 22 year old, uh, and both of his parents suddenly died. I know. This isn't know. like a, a fucking, like, I had a bunch of time to prepare for this and think about this. Right. He is 22 and it, both of his parents are dead. And, and like, I know. That would have fucked me up at 22 really bad, you know? Yeah. It's I mean, it makes you feel like like any kind of a safety net that you maybe had, like, goes away yeah. completely overnight. It's I mean, like, yeah, when you're 22, you're still thinking, like, I might have to move back in with my parents. Sometimes. Sure. <laughs> Sometimes you're thinking that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I it's just and just and it's on top of losing your parents sounds horrible. Yeah, and not, yeah, that is I mean it is hard and that's a, you know that's when $400 becomes a problem real quick. Yeah. His job uh so uh he's worked there for 10 months now. He's a great employee and we were thinking about promotions in the next 6 months for him. His okay. job is a high paying one for a new grad, about $90,000 a month okay. or $90,000 a year a with year. commission. And base. Wow. So we expect a lot from Wait, this with position. Commission? Yeah, it says with commission oh. and base. Uh, and so we expect a lot from this position. Because of the accident, we let him take a one-month paid leave of absence from work. Okay. And he's returned a few weeks ago, and his performance is severely lacking. <laughs> yeah. Tragedy. He, that's why I laugh. He's super unmotivated. Uh. He's not cold calling out and reaching to prospect really? Really? he's not outreaching prospects for the last two to three weeks enough since he's come back home uh so he he came back to work and he's just he don't want to do anything right you know he's doing a minimum both of his parents are fucking dead yeah he's been off work for a month it's gonna take him it's gonna take a minute to to get things started back up again probably right, right? yes yeah. it's not just three this is three weeks i mean if this was a year later and you're like, you know, is it weird to, to maybe consider, you know, if he's not going to get better, but we're talking three weeks after he's back. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our whole management team has noticed this, and we decided to let him go because we feel like he'd need months and months to be able to produce again, and we just can't wait that you long. You don't have potential, kid. Um, Damn. That's, that's crazy, so though. We, he just can't wait that long. I mean, it's you can wait that long. It'll yeah. be fine. Yeah. You can come around the bend. Like, three weeks is nothing. I give him, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no real time frame for getting over both of your parents suddenly dying i don't like these these the way that jobs think the way the management at jobs think is that there is like this set number of days well yeah you're on paper man you're not a person right but it's like a set number of days to get over things they offer any sort of grief counseling at all at that job i wonder i i mean no jobs do jobs do that? I don't know. Very because mine, none of mine ever did. They, they, they were always like, if you need to go to counseling, we got insurance. You, you, right? Like they were always telling us, you know, go to counseling. But it, like, even then, it's like not everything in your life is always fucking banging on all cylinders. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, not there are times where things happen, non-work related. That will affect your performance at work for yeah. a while. Yeah. Because it's not the top thing on your mind. Because you're trying to figure out the fucking world that you're living yeah, in. The point of living. Yeah. 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 It's uh Yeah, I, I think it's that's it's ridiculous. Um the numbers went down. They didn't say he stopped working altogether. Yeah, he was the probably treading just, water. Yeah, the guy's, you know, still going through some shit. Yeah. Has, has having some trouble right now. Yeah. Probably needs some assistance, you know? Yeah. A, help, we, a, a, a helping hand. I mean, something besides just like, you know, wow, your numbers are dropping. Right. Yeah. A performance we, review. We called him into a meeting on Friday afternoon oh, and gave him the bad news. He was very calm and rude about it. Told us to go fuck ourselves and got up and went to his desk, grabbed his few things and left. I thought this was very, very unprofessional and extremely rude. Oh, yeah. I told my boyfriend about all of this, and he said, and he said, myself and my management team are a bunch of asses and pricks with no hearts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why I like that subreddit. <laughs> Am I the asshole? Yeah. I mean, yeah, that that's, is, an like, asshole a, thing. that's a horrible. I've had a lady that had like fibromyalgia and uh, she had a hard time like coming back to work, but eventually was, you know, worked through it. But it was it's trying times. I mean, that's just what it is when you do when you work with people. Right. Yeah. Things happen. This is I, I got this story from a tweet from Daps 95 Daps underscore 95 on Twitter. Uh, seems cool. I mean, I don't know. Uh, but man, what a fucking. uh like, I hate this idea that the job is a place that is undeniable. Their, they don't see their role as anything other than writing you a check every month. Yeah. But that check is what we all have to live on. Right. Right. Like, so like, that's how we get our food and shit. That's how we get our bills paid or whatever, our shelter and all of that stuff. Right. Uh, I think it sucks that like, I don't know, like that, that they are so hands off on something like that. Like, I don't know that I don't know what you do. Right. When something tragic happens to an employee and they come back 
and they're not who they were before they left. Like, I don't know what the solution to the problem is, but I do know that it's going to take more than two or three weeks yeah. to figure out like where you even are in the world. It seems like two or three weeks is you're like, oh, this fucking sad sack again reminding us that his fucking parents died again. Like, get over it, buddy. What the I mean, fuck? I mean, it's been three weeks now. Like, we need those reports. Like, it doesn't matter who's dead or alive. You need to be doing the reports. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. I know you're going through a lot of stuff right now, but... You know, this business only works when we do our jobs. Right. And so if you could just come in here and do your job, it doesn't even sound like he got a warning at all. Yeah. It was just sort of a like, we noticed that your work is dropped off. Yeah. Uh, you're fired. Yeah. Yeah. Because well, I love the I love the the fact that he was like, they said that he was uh, calm and rude. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like uh, he was just he just was like, all right, uh, I understand you'll be firing me. Well, fuck you. You're an asshole. <laughs> Not even that. Just like, fuck you. Just like, fuck you. The human resources people are looking at the fact that his work isn't getting done. That's what they care about. Yeah. You know? I mean, that's all they need is the num to say you didn't meet the numbers in the handbook and you're out. Yeah. They don't yeah. really need to, to worry about why, why you couldn't do it, you know? Yeah. I guess we do one more thing. We're almost done here. We, uh... I want to mention it twice just so we can get it in there as much as possible, but uh, we are going to be doing a live show in Lexington, Kentucky with the Trillbillies on Friday, June 14th. It's going to be awesome. We need to sell this shit out. I think we're going to be close. We're like almost, we're almost halfway done with tickets. So you need to go get them at store.streetfightradio.com. We'll talk about it more at the end, but go ahead. Oh, yeah, and also Columbus on Columbus July 28th yeah, at the, uh, the Short North Stage. Uh, we'll get tickets up soon, but uh, ComFest Friday. You come to go to ComFest and then walk over to the Short North Stage and watch me and Brett fucking murder. Yeah, you can come to Columbus, watch a fucking amazing show, stay for the weekend and go to ComFest, drink beer and listen to live music all day long, even trip on acid or molly or mushrooms. Me and Brett are on vacation, and I'm sure we'll be at ComFest on that Saturday. I'm bringing out. water bottles full of molly for everyone. Not, that's no, for lie. my people. Not I was going to say, not you're for lying listeners, For yeah. my people. A GoFundMe campaign started in December by the nonprofit group We Build the Wall, Inc., <laughs> has accumulated more than $22.9 million toward the construction. $22 million? <laughs> They have that much money. $22 million. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot. People got a lot of extra money. Well, I mean, they're throwing extra money at a thing. You know? $22 million. I'll bet my father-in-law is donated to the wall. You What's think your dad on? might have? Is it through Kickstarter? This is 10 TV. It's a GoFundMe campaign. GoFundMe. Yeah. For the wall? For their, Yes. The wall. The whole thing. Not a piece. The whole thing. Yeah. One of What his... do you do when you're the type of grifter <laughs> that thinks you're going to set up a wall fund and get a few thousand dollars and you end up with $22 million and you have to answer for yourself? You have to start building the wall. You have to start like getting a project together. And for the rest of your life, you're doing GoFundMes to get 
more money for the wall to build the wall. To build you're you're going to build it yourself. Yeah. For the rest of your life, you've been, this sounds like some sort of like biblical tale that you're like <laughs> stuck doing it for the rest of your life. You're a slave to the money. Now, now you're stuck being a contractor for a gigantic wall that will never be completed. <laughs> so one of its biggest donors is Benton Stevens. Ooh, I love that name. A seven-year-old from Austin, Texas. <laughs> That's why I love it. He sounded so cute and precocious. <laughs> little Benton. Oh, Benton. What Just a, a horrible child. Yeah, what yeah. the fuck? <laughs> I, would have a, some, I would have some curse words for uh, Benton Stevens. Benton. I would tell him to fuck well, off. Well, he has a lemonade. So if let's I, get into that. I, I, I would tell that kid to fuck off, seriously. I, like, I heard you gave money to the wall. Fuck off, dude. <laughs> I saw that... The president, Donald Trump, really wanted to build the wall, Stolden Stevens told KOAT. Stolden Stevens? His name's Stevens. I messed up oh. there. Uh, he raised $22,000 by selling hot chocolate, but his goal no. is $50,000. No. He said no. he now will be doing lemonade since it's nearly summer. <laughs> Don't buy no. it from him! What is this? How did he raise the money selling hot chocolate? Fuck. Do you really think he raised? This is a scam. He's in some sort of weird place. This He's is in some sort of weird area where some angel investor came by. Some fucking conservative garden party decided to get in on the action and say, what if we gave old Benton 20,000 fucking dollars for his little <laughs> racist cause? Right. This is definitely an AstroTurf thing. Right. How this has to be you don't make twenty two thousand dollars selling hot chocolate on in a in like a, a lemonade stand situation. Let me uh This is a lie, is what I'm saying. You think you I think, think this front, is AstroTurf. I think they're they're you think that it's a setup where he's pretending like people just came by and did this, but it was really I, it's adults? a think tank of political action committee it's one of those groups they're political operatives yeah it's a group that like have the seven-year-old they put a picture of them that says build the wall and uh, hot chocolate for right. sale you got this little kid it's a cute Collect story money online right for his cause and then you just tell the kid like kids don't seven-year-old don't know shit about money dude you could just be like oh buddy hey you sold 10 hot chocolates that's twenty two thousand dollars worth you know what i mean like if you have the money already and you're trying to funnel it to something yeah like and and get in the news you just tell the goddamn kid wow you've you've sold enough for twenty two thousand dollars we're almost halfway to fifty thousand dollars yeah you know that's what this is yeah, I think you're right. It's sad, too. Yeah. It, but the funding and construction of this section of the border wall have met some negativity. Well, I would say a lot of negativity if you count, like, the half of the people that don't want it at all. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, want nothing to do with the wall. Then also the people who want to build the wall that donated $22.9 million to a GoFundMe and thought that a wall was going to be built. Yes. <laughs> like, there's a lot of people. There's a lot of groups. Yeah. have negativity towards this thing we build the wall inc was served with a cease and desist order from the local government now the group insists that they have all the necessary permits and approvals and the wall is under full compliance with local laws the group says they are not done they have plans to build more sections of wall on other private properties along the border in mexico in new mexico so they're going to get on private they're going to do private land and how they're going to get build a wall 
I guess they're buying up private property and building a wall on that private property. Just to prove that, I mean, just to make money. Right? And now they're going to keep trying that to buy private like, property. Hey, imagine how, imagine what kind of truck that guy drives. Yeah. The nicest fucking truck. Navigation, heated seats, cooled seats. That's next level, cooled seats. It's got like the bumper stickers on the back that like not the bumper stickers, like the nice ones, the window vinyl stickers in there that say things like, uh, you know, Hillary for prison. Uh, these colors don't run. Remember 9-11 Calvin pissing on something, but in white, not in any non-classic color. A uh, what's that company? The tactical company, five and one or whatever. Five eleven. It's got a five eleven one. I, it's got like keep honking. I'm reloading. It's got like all the stuff. What about the real nice uh, back window tent? That's like an eagle flying in front of a flag. <laughs> the full window tent. I mean, that's like that's something classier. I yes, it's classier than a bunch of separate ones. Right. It's also got to have an energy drink one too. See, that feels like you're so just got collecting a free stickers. But it's it is a lot of cars that have. That's that cheapo. motif, and then the That's other motif. Yes. we're talking next level. <laughs> yeah, so when you have a vision for your freedom vehicle, <laughs> so clean, man. Yeah, it's so clean. It's got it's all like, these eagles. It doesn't say things. like Yeti coolers and all that shit. It's just got the bald eagle, and it's free as hell, <laughs> right on the window. It's got American flag wings. The wings are. Red, white, and blue. Yeah. Like uh, like a natural eagle that flies over the United States of America and protects our liberties. It's so, you know, it's dangerous these days. They won't let, you can't fly an American flag anywhere. It's so hard to see them, you know? <laughs> it's just they're under attack. Yeah. They have a black and white flag, like maybe somewhere, that maybe they'll fly the fucking Blue Lives Matter flag yeah. and the Don't Tread on Me yeah. and like flagpoles on the back of the pickup that's truck. Nice. Have you ever yeah. seen that thing? Yes, I have. That's a, that's, that's a state. Strong energy. It's a state. <laughs> it is a strong fascist energy that comes and hits you, you while you're, you're driving down, down the road. And yeah. you're like, I can't fucking believe this guy. Like this, like they don't understand that it makes them look so angry. What were we talking about that got into this? The kid that sold. Oh, that stupid to kid. build a wall. Yes, but sorry. yeah, I get it. Sorry, what? <laughs> I don't know. I just got lost for a second. Yeah, yeah. I was like, why are we talking about fucking trucks right now? Well, because that's the kind of truck his dad drives. Oh, right, right, right. Probably. No, the the ball builder, that twenty two million guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The wall building guy is I probably mean, driving like, a nice truck because he you needs hire a, nice a bunch truck. of people. Yeah, you have to show you're an American success story. <laughs> You're running a contracting company. You're just buying plots of land and building a gigantic wall on it. There's not connected, though. Right. But I think in their mind, they're like, well, we'll just keep buying the next piece of land. Yeah, eventually we'll get the whole thing. I don't. I also think that a lot of these people just want Some, like more wall than not on the border. Okay. I don't think they want like a whole like Great Wall of China style wall. I think that's I what think they want. their goal. I can't imagine that real off. human beings feel that way. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm not gonna like entertain the thought that they think that you can build one continuous wall across the thing. I just think they're looking for more wall than not wall. You understand what I'm saying? No, man. I don't want to see the whole thing. Well, I mean, if they're going mean, to build if it, if that's... they're not shooting for the whole thing, they're weak, man. Like, why don't you shoot for the whole thing? Well, they are weak. Shut it off. You're know, like the weakest people in the world. Don't put up with somebody taking all your money and just like building a wall to nowhere. Yeah. Well, that's what they're going to do. Right. 
It's going to be like little sections of wall. million dollars. My God. It's just like everything else in this world, Who dude. Set that up? They, well, we should have. It's just like everything else in this world, though, right? Like they, they, uh, they advertise a certain thing. So like all these people have a picture in their head of this very long, continuous, tall wall that has like drones flying around it and it's like wire. gun towers and barbed wire and then there's like also americans on both sides of it driving like humvees to make sure that like people don't try to climb it and there's like probably they probably want spikes somewhere too i'm yeah. almost positive they want spikes that kill people and, and like uh they like that's what they see but what they are gonna get what and, are spikes that kill people like there would just be spikes that kill people. Like on the ground by it. You know like Mortal they want Kombat that. spikes? I mean, I've seen them fucking say they want drones that can shoot guns. I know, though that makes sense. But spikes, <laughs> but spikes at the bottom spikes of Spikes for car tires, but spark have they spiked people before? I mean they have could. They, they would want to. They you tell spikes. me you tell me I know for a fact my father in law would be like, they should put spikes on the wall, man. Just fucking kill them right when they come running at it. You don't stop me with you spikes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know they, they would like, i'm just one i was just the spikes dude yeah they're terrifying like know, mortal kombat is i'm not lying yes. yeah. and i guarantee you yeah they let me look some before we some spikes out before we end this show no, spike pits man i'm looking it up right now <laughs> spikes trump i think that car from wall. spy hunter had a spikes so. yeah it did it did they okay Okay, Trump wants border wall painted black with spikes on top. <laughs> oh, with on top. Okay, okay. Okay, no barbed wire spikes. Yeah, they do. That is like, that is dangerous. That is like a, that's like vampire castle shit. I knew there were spikes. I wish. I thought hunt. they were on the ground. I think I thought yeah, somebody yeah. suggested. I'm sure there are so. I bet my father-in-law suggested they put spikes yeah. on the ground that kill people. Spikes, they can't get nobody with <laughs> spikes up there. Put them on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I found the page. We build the wall. Us. Love it. Uh, when I searched it, so. Uh, yeah, the guy looks exactly like you'd think he looked. Brian Colfidge. It's on the GoFundMe. He's a bad Brian with the I or, I or Y. I think he was a Y, Oof. actually. Bad look for you. This is Trump approved. Uh, their their estimated cost is 6 to $8 million. Oh, that's all. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What dummies? You got $22 million and you didn't think to say it's going to cost $23 million to do this? Yeah, well, it says TBD, too. It's like, we're estimating I can make this wall for 6 to $8 million. But let's just keep donating, please. Whew, this is crazy. These yeah. people put... They'll do anything. They'll give their money to fucking anybody except for poor people. Right. They... <laughs> <laughs> they want their money to go anywhere other than helping anybody. Yeah. <laughs> for assisting people in need, for taking yeah. care of health care or insurance. Uh, all right. I think that's the show, man. Yeah. We are going to be live once again in Lexington, Kentucky next Friday. It's going to be an awesome show. Father's Day weekend. Uh, it's going to be Tom and Terrence, no Tanya, um, but we'll be there at Best Friend Bar in Lexington, Kentucky. Let's sell this shit out. Please drive. Let's make a night of it. Doors are at 9. Show will be at 10. 
It's 500 Euclid Avenue, Lexington, Kentucky. It's going to be a hell of a good time. Those guys know how to party, and uh, I'm ready to do this shit. It'll be a lot of fun. So the wall doesn't go over the mountain, Mount Cristo Mountain. Okay. Uh, because it says only expert climbers could ever make it up there. Okay. So uh, what happened was they had a wall that went to a road, and then they had another wall on the other side of the mountain, but there was a section where you could make it across the mountain, right? Like a, a lower to the wall, the mountain section. And that's the part of the wall they built. Oh. They built from the existing wall to. So they're patching it up. They're patching the wall. Yeah, basically. Existing but the wall isn't pieces. even there. They're just, you know what I mean? They're like, just being like, oh, we saw this place where people might be able to get across uh. safely. Let's put a wall there so that they can't make it across safely and then have them die in the mountains instead before oh they can get here. God. Yeah, I really hate these people. Like, yeah, if I could even sucks. fucking tell you how much I hate these people. They make me so fucking angry. They're awful. Yeah. Uh, that's it. Thanks for listening to Street Fighter Radio. I'm Brad. He's Brian. We appreciate your uh, listening and hope you had a good time. If you want to talk to us, We'll be taking your calls this Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, give us a call. Hey, I want to hear specific. I, I want to hear stories about a $400 to $1,000 emergency disrupting your life and your finances. Uh, you know, these things are so important. This is The call-in show was basically made to refute this article, you know, that we talked about earlier in the show. Let's do it. Let's, yeah. let's document that thing. You Absolutely. Know. So thanks for tuning in. Thanks for supporting what we do. Find us on social media at Street Fight WCRS. I'm on Instagram a lot. Uh, he's on Twitter at Murder Brian. Uh, we are have a lot of Facebook posts, facebook.com slash Street Fight WCRS. And then the Twitter's going to Street Fight WCRS. Let me, let me stop this. Right before before we get out of here, I just want to say twenty three million six hundred eighty eight thousand seven hundred eighty three dollars of their one point zero billion dollar goal. One billion. They're trying to raise billion dollars. There's just no fucking like. There's so many people are getting fucking stinking rich off of this. Wall. Yeah. This <laughs> That's all. Great. I'm done. Lots of opportunity in this patriotic America. Great. <laughs> You can take advantage of your brother and sister right on the GoFundMe site. Let's let's make a fucking and GoFundMe to make a, a a burn resistant American flag. Yes, and, uh, and then just never pay it off. Like you said, uh, June twenty eighth, Friday, Columbus, Ohio. We're doing a, a show uh, here in town. Comfest weekend, Friday night. Going to be a blast. Uh, tickets and information will be here very shortly. Thanks for tuning in. We're Street Fight. Peace. <laughs>